Hi, I'm Dana Stevens, Slate's movie critic, and I'm here with the Slate spoiler special on Snakes on a Plane. Now, the spoiler special, if it wasn't obvious from the name, a name perhaps just as obvious as Snakes on a Plane itself, is where we take the chance to do what a movie review doesn't do and give away the movie's secrets. So if you haven't seen Snakes on a Plane and you're not sure what it's about for some reason, then don't listen to this uh, podcast until you've seen it. So I'm here with Brian Curtis, a Slate senior editor. Hi, Brian. Hi, Dana. So spoiling Snakes on a Plane... We can assure listeners right now that there are, in fact, snakes on a plane. This movie, <laughs> this movie delivers, definitely, in that department. And uh, what else should we spoil for the movie? We should, we should spoil, first of all, how the snakes get on a plane. Because that's like an essential element of any snakes on a plane sort of style movie, right? right? And so tell me how they get, because I've totally forgotten already. Well, as far as I can follow, the snakes are smuggled onto the plane in boxes of Lay's, Hawaiian This is Lays. a Hawaiian airline. Right. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fake Hawaiian airline, right? It's called South Pacific Air. Right. And so they, they have tons of Lay's in the cargo hold, Which just they in case put anyone should need of, one mid-flight. They right? actually <laughs> put them around the neck of each passenger at the beginning of the flight, remember? And the snakes, and there are literally, there must be hundreds and hundreds of snakes on this particular plane are squirming around in the boxes of Lay's. Having been sprayed with a snake-enraging pheromone before A snake-enraging pheromone, and I want to ask you about that because I would think if you sprayed the snakes down with pheromones, in the movie, the diabolical gangster genius who puts the snakes on a plane, and he's trying to, by the way, kill, we should, we should add this, a witness who's going to testify against him in court. Anyway, the diabolical gangster genius sprays, has someone spray the Lay's with pheromones to drive the snakes into a sexually induced rage. And why don't the snakes just start mating with themselves, <laughs> mating with, them, with themselves, with each other, not snake masturbation here. Why don't the snakes just start mating with each other instead of trying to eat all the passengers on the plane? Excellent question. Why don't they just get it on in their boxes of lays? No idea. Maybe they're all, he got all male or all female snakes? You could think... He doesn't want to make a gay snake movie? He's afraid to go there? <laughs> it's true. You would just think it'd be a great snake orgy in the cargo hold and the passengers wouldn't be any the wiser, right? Maybe the baggage handlers when it was time to unload the plane, but... For anyway. some reason, it makes the snakes all aggro. So we should also then. So we should also explain how the snakes get into the passenger section of the plane because this was a little bit confusing for me. There was some sort of time release bomb in the cargo hold that blew open some special door. It was a little unclear. But then all of a sudden, when the plane starts sort of running into some turbulence, the snakes start descending and ascending from every possible. Nook and cranny, yeah, right? not quite clear if the turbulence is what set it off or if it was just on a timer anyway, because there's a timer counting down. But this is somehow these boxes open without right. killing any snakes, releasing the angry snakes into the cargo hold from where they quickly make it into coach class. And there's a great scene where the oxygen masks come down uh, for the passengers and snakes descend with them, snakes sort of hanging down as to if from me, a tree branch. To me, possibly the best visual gag in the entire movie, using the shape of the snake as almost the cord that the oxygen mask drops down on. I didn't want to give that away in my review because that's the kind of thing you go see a movie called Snakes on a Plane for. Absolutely right. And how about when the passengers get offed one by one or two by two in some cases, the first couple of passengers? It seems in the movie to be totally about sex in the great tradition of horror movies, right? The more sexually adventurous passengers are the ones getting... Yeah, we were discussing this. I think if you track, if you sort of categorize the various snake deaths in the movie, that the first few, the first people to get it, just like in an old-fashioned teen slasher flick, are those who dare to get it on, including a couple that goes to join the Mile High Club in the bathroom, right? Bathroom, and are the first to you know, meet their bitter end at the at the fangs of the snakes. And are conspicuously attacked in, in their private regions by the angry snakes, right? In an absolutely exploitive scene with the most gratuitous nudity I've seen this side of softcore porn. Right. The most gratuitous nudity you've ever seen in a Snakes in a Plane movie. Um, and then the other thing was uh, a newlywed couple, right, sort of gets it. 
Is that, yeah, is that true? Yeah, and to me that starts to point to a little bit later on, every people start just randomly getting it, whether they're, you know, getting it on or not. And to me, the, when the newlywed couple bites it, it's really a, a moment of total moral neutrality, amorality of the movie. They're perfectly nice, right? The guy's right. afraid of flying, and we've been sort of led to identify with him and feel sorry for him on his on his this <laughs> flight that he's afraid of anyway, whether they're snakes or not. And yet these, this married newlywed couple just meets a brutal end. It's just a moment of true perversity that I really admire. And speaking of perversity, the one great scene in the movie, you mentioned this in your review, is the little child, little infant, holding a rattle and being menaced by a snake. <laughs> it might have been a cobra. I can't remember exactly what snake it was. But being menaced by a snake while a, while a brave stewardess slash flight attendant tries to jump in and come to the rescue. And gives her life in the process. Yeah, that was a that was a fantastic and very moving scene, I thought, That's in this movie. That's perhaps the definition of exploitation to me. If you could just have that still extracted from the movie, a baby holding a rattle while menaced by a cobra. <laughs> That's exactly right. Um, in terms of uh, plot holes, the other thing is this evil mastermind we were talking about, Eddie Kim, Nothing really seems to happen to him. We hear that he's arrested at the end of the movie, but we see several gratuitous scenes with him. One with him killing uh, a prosecutor. Uh, the second one with him kickboxing for no particular reason. It was like they wanted to make a Snakes on a Plane movie and a kickboxing movie in one. Yeah, and yet after his big kickboxing scene, Eddie Kim, the mastermind villain, drops completely out of the movie. He's maybe mentioned a couple other times by the cops, but essentially we don't need him anymore. We've got snakes on a plane. They're the new villain. And we never really hear what happens to Eddie Kim, although it's it's implied at the end that he's going to be off to the gas chamber tried for murder, right? Right. And multiple should, counts. Multiple counts. Multiple counts. Because we, it, we, we should say, if, as a way of a spoiler, what, a few dozen people get eaten by the snakes? I don't know. It's one of those movies that the body count is almost hard to keep up with. I think you definitely see at least a dozen people. About, get I'd it, say at right? least a third of Coach, right? But as in the, the show Lost on TV, we don't really necessarily know everyone who's on the plane, right? That's you just right. sort of see random bloody limbs sticking out into the aisle of the plane and assume that that's another unknown passenger who got it. And a particularly gruesome death, one priggish British guy after being denied a seat in first class and after sacrificing a very nice woman's chihuahua <laughs> to what looks like an anaconda is then ensnared by the anaconda and eaten whole, right? She, the sort of anaconda sort of descends over him and uh, and kills him. Yeah, the last shot you see of that of that guy, who's sort of a, set up as a sort of semi-villain, too. He's such a nasty guy. It's his head disappearing entirely into the snake's skull. And I was waiting for a shot later on where you would see a man-shaped lump passing yes. through the snake, yes. but we never got that. We never got that. We did see the the, the you know, engorged anaconda flying out of the plane window, which was kind oh, of Oh, let's get to that plot hole if we have time. Okay, yeah. Well, let's hit it right now. The way that Samuel Jackson ultimately disposes of, I would say, most of the snakes, some of them are killed in very, by various clever ways, is to blow several holes <laughs> in the plane window with his by discharging his gun on the plane, uh, tie all the passengers in with ropes and seatbelts and that kind of thing, and then sort of create this change in cabin pressure by which all the snakes suddenly get sucked out of all the windows of the plane, right? Yeah, this is something I would love to ask a physicist or a biologist. I don't know who could answer this question. A but stewardess. What, what would happen if you did blow two giant holes with a gun in the side of an airplane still, I don't know, several thousand feet in the air? Right. Could Probably not an live? experiment we want to try, but yeah. I mean, it's just it's seconds before that in the movie, right? There's a great deal of concern with the, the air conditioning system and the recirculation of air and how everyone on the plane will die if the air conditioning isn't turned on because it has to be just so. And yet moments later, huge holes are blasted in the side of the plane and people are nearly flying out of them and they all seem to breathe and live all right. the way down. But the snakes really bite it when this happens. And that's, a, I think, maybe was another of our favorite scenes in the movie. We love to see the <laughs> random 
them debris flying out the holes right. in the sides with the odd snake included. Yes, you see it's like, you know, what's sort of an overhead bin, you know, emptying of luggage and then an anaconda flies out the window. <laughs> that was sort of a nice a nice touch. The other thing I wanted to ask you about is you you raised the point in your in your review in the, in the remaining couple of minutes we have left here about snakes on a plane being a post 911 parable reflecting all of our current anxieties Dana about air travel in this the uh, war on terror age. Do you care to expand on that a little bit? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping that you'll run on that one with me because I was a little bit gingerly stepping there in the review because nobody had seen the movie and, you know, I didn't want to go too far out there analyzing this movie that obviously exists primarily to entertain <laughs> and to have the title Snakes on a Plane. But I actually think that it makes quite a quite a strong political allegory with, you know, our current anxieties about flight, right. about danger, about sort of random visitation of evil upon us. You know, the snakes are, I think, a great kind of analogy for Al-Qaeda villains. Why not? And helplessness in the air, right? I mean, the idea that, you know, sort of this idea after 9-11 that you would, you would feel this terror about being on an airplane and being totally sort of terrified and rendered helpless by the situation. We don't want to take this too far, but being rendered helpless by the situation, well, you would obviously feel very helpless if several dozen snakes were slithering around under your seats and threatening to eat all your fellow Right. Residents. I mean, it's a combination of two of the greatest phobias that people have, right? The claustrophobia, fear of plane flight, and fear of snakes, which, you know, some people are so afraid of snakes, they literally can't look at a picture of them in a magazine. <laughs> I can't imagine that those people are going to be flocking to this movie. Yeah. And you liked uh, Samuel Jackson's character as the kind of strong, decisive leaner we need in this uncertain time. Well, I think, I mean, obviously Samuel Jackson is the heart and soul of this movie, and everybody just hoots with joy when he first appears, partly just because he's one of the only good actors in the movie. So the intensity of his presence is just worlds above, you know, a lot of these sort of almost non-professional-seeming, you know, B-list actors in the movie. But, yeah, why not? I mean, he's, he seems to me like the ideal leader. He's exactly what you want. The Harry Truman of Snakes on a Plane, the sort of, you know, calm and, you know, presence during wartime, right? Absolutely. Do you think I'm taking that too far, the, the 9-11 yes. parable? Yes, but I, but I like entertaining that idea. I really really do. And, you know, it's it feels better when you see a movie like Snakes on a Plane to be come away and say, you know, today I learned something about the war on terror. <laughs> I really, that, somehow, that somehow feels really good. So what do we think? First first great movie of the 21st century now? I don't know. You know that was your argument after we were, as we were walking out of <laughs> Privately the Privately over email. But yes, it was <laughs> it was it was my my tentative argument. But uh, it certainly lives up to the uh, well, it has snakes on a plane, so it lives up to the hype, right? It's got to have, I think, the most quotable quote, which everybody was on tenterhooks waiting for the whole time. And a good note to end on, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. Well, given that we're on a podcast here and not on radio, I believe I can quote Samuel L. Jackson, if you'll join me. Yes. I think, how, would he, how did he set it up? Enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Ah, words to live by. All right, so thank you for joining me for this uh, Slate spoiler special. Bye-bye, Brian. Thank you, Dana. For Slate.com, I'm Dana Stevens. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.